Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. I'm your host, and I'm joined today by my other host, Sam. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? I can't stand you. Stop it. What? <laughs> what up, what up, what up, what up? I'm chipper. You are chipper. I love it. I got my unicorn cupcake squishy ball so I can fidget without... Uh, Thank God. Slamming my uh, orangutan arms into all of our equipment and making it a bitch for Cassie to edit. So <laughs> listen, I don't edit that much anymore. It used to be like, I don't, if you've listened for a while, like it was like not well uh, produced because it was on my iPhone in our basement and you could hear our sump pump the first couple of episodes. Look. <laughs> and then uh the yeah bottom, and right? now we're here yeah donated equipment we love it right. um but yeah it's it could be better it will get better it's a low this is a low budget operation look we fucking rock with what we got and uh we lean with it and we rock with it yeah rock so hard we break our spleens with it i oh our, not our spleens <laughs> is that the real lyric or uh, some facsimile. Too. I hope that it is about spleens. To be yeah, honest, yeah, no, spleen is mentioned. <laughs> Most the spleen. <laughs> what is that, mystery men? Yes, it's yeah. mystery men. Oh yes. my god, For, the spleen. Yeah, that's a deep cut that I feel like a lot of not people are gonna know. I hope you do. I hope you know what it movie. is. It is a fantastic B movie from the, like. 99 or 2000 uh, yeah i don't know sometimes it's about the b's list like superhero squad they're not b list they're like d list superheroes all right they end up being at the end of the at the end of the movie it's got but dude it has so many people in this movie it's got jeffrey brush uh who's captain barbosa on Mm -hmm, the pirates mm -hmm. of the caribbean series which once again makes me feel dated uh, <laughs> but yeah. it's got uh, William H Macy. It's got Greg Kinnear. It's got Ben Stiller. Oh, um, it's got Baby Dane Cook. It's oh got, my god! Yeah, I always forget about. <laughs> um, it's Cook. got Dana Gould. It's got yeah. uh, Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. It's got Kel Mitchell in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, J- uh, Janine Garofalo is in it. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Um, Eddie Izzard. Uh, CeeLo, oh, yeah, CeeLo Green. All right, you have to stop because <laughs> now I'm going to be like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, it's check the go. movie out. It's worth the watch. It's hilarious. It's totally worth the watch. Totally. Uh, well, well, well. Welcome to uh, 2023. Woo! I hope that uh, everyone got through the end of the year doing well. <laughs> We're still chugging along here. We're doing our uh, thing, man. Yeah, man. Uh, we're lo- really looking forward to recording today. It's one of our, you know, we get to chill. Yeah. Time. Get to no matter what's going on, we get to, I don't know, kind of hang all that up for an yes. hour or so. And yeah, just shit chat about random shit, man. Yeah. And I don't know. It's uh 
nice. I mean, if you don't know, uh, Sam and I are married. Uh, and we are also, I guess we should say, we're live on Instagram right yeah. now recording this episode. And then I'm going to turn around and release it. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, I think I'm going to start a YouTube channel for us. But bear with me while you have, like, phone quality sound and then than our sound uh it's gonna be my first time playing with video and audio so this podcast started in a basement yeah recorded off in the iphone the audio's gotten much better since then let's not (laughs) pretend that the video is not going to start in the same place so plus yeah if people don't like looking at our ugly mugs, yeah. we can blame faulty equipment <laughs> or low grade equipment. I uh, be these... like, we are not HD, so yeah, in yeah person, we're not we HD friendly. So, much better, so blame the means. camera. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing a bra, so enjoy that Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, am I not wearing one either? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Samuel's actually naked. We're gonna have to put like one of those. Uh, Sensor black wires over him and everything. Get out the construction paper. Get it out. <laughs> and the oh nipple God. tape. Not, not the nipple tape. You don't want those babies chafing, man. Look. I've heard you can't win a marathon without putting some band-aids on your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So what have we been up to? What's the haps? Um, um. <laughs> New Year's shit. Yep. Uh, hanging out Cleaning. with friends. Yep. Hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, pardon me, started watching Jack Reacher, but the first one. Yeah, the season one or whatever. Yeah, not the John Krasinski one. But That's Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Oh, they're Those different. Those are different things. Yes. Uh, Jack Jack Ryan ah, with no with Jim from the Office is based on Tom Clancy's books. Uh, whereas Jack oh. Reacher is based on Lee Child's yes. books. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I did know that somewhere deep down. Sure. But it's really did. good. Of course you did. <laughs> it's really no, good. The guy from Hunger Games is in it. Uh, he's a big motherfucker. They call him uh, in one scene like, look at this big fucking Redwood <laughs> or something. He's, he's a, a huge redwood. man. And I want him to pick me up. <laughs> and then I'm going to go, put me down. Because I don't like it. <laughs> but it's really good. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's fun. Yeah. Fun stuff. Uh, oh, also House of Dragons. Uh, yeah, since, we started that one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, staying, we were staying with Ma and Pa. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been wonderful to us. Snuggling with their dog and all that fun stuff. But yeah, uh, my dad and uh, my mom enjoy the the dragons, as my mom calls them. The yes. dragons. Put on the dragons. We need to ha- record your mother describe, like giving yes. a rundown of every character from House of Dragons. Because she'll be like, yeah, it's the one girl who's the uh, uh, spicy girl. And then, yes, oh, yeah. spicy girl! <laughs> <laughs> Listening to her try to talk about Dune. Hilarious. Right, yeah. And then, yeah, it's like spicy girl. Oh, and that's finger picker. And like, <laughs> yes, just the dumbest name. She's like, ah, cocklips over here. <laughs> Well, it's a HBO show, so that's probably all of them. Right? Yeah, pretty much it. <laughs> that's all. Oh my god! So we've been watching those. That's good stuff. Um, started watching Midway. It's a movie. <laughs> it's uh, that's uh, 
rough movie. Yeah, I uh, did not know. It's about um, basically like the interim between Pearl Harbor and like us going to attack Japan. Yeah, it's the lead up to the Battle of Midway and yes. the Battle of Midway itself. Uh, I don't know a, a lot about it, um, but my father does. And we were he was educating me and then also watching that. So... Get yeah, ready um, for Cassie to explain history. Right. It here was, in a few. Uh, I only saw like part of the first half, but from what I saw, like it was actually pretty historically accurate. Like just from um like even stuff as simple as like how the dive bombers in uh World War Two Oh my god and the naval battles, like the planes taking off the car- yeah. carriers. The dive bombers were so much more effective than the torpedo bombers. Like our torpedo sure. technology from those torpedo bombers I did not no work idea. until like the last year or even part of the last year. Yeah, maybe. and uh, Hank said uh, that only like 10 out of 100 yeah. would detonate. Mm-hmm. Like and real then, statistic, not like pulled out of your ass like one in five children. Like no, 10, uh, 10 out of 100. Yeah. Torpedoes worked. And then and they were just like. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they would just smack in. And even <laughs> if they did detonate, some of them like so either they would run in and not detonate or they would detonate too early before they even hit. Oh, motherfucker. It's like five feet out and they're like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, right. God. And then it's like, poof. <laughs> exactly. So like Fuck. it might put a couple scratches along the side of the ship. But well, it wasn't and, until uh, Hedy Lamar came along and fucking solved their frequency right? jam. Yes. No, that was a huge. Yeah. Bit. Yes. That you covered on. Uh, <laughs> yes. Your Hedy Lamar episode, which is really good. Thank I enjoyed you. Hedwig, but not an owl. Yes. I think it's like something it's called. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I it was uh, it's really good. So, if you're interested in any type of World War II stuff, watch Midway. It's really good. They use the blue filter the entire fucking time in the movie. But. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of... Uh, I mean, it's it's got a bunch of actors, too. It, it does. Patrick Wilson's in it. Yeah, Love him. Wilson, the guy who plays Ajax in the first Deadpool movie. Yes! Tell him about his fucking accent, dude. American accent in this movie, when he gets like heated and hyped up and a little bit loud, he sounds like uh, Jack Black's accent when uh, he's doing (laughs) his uh, lines for Tropic Thunder. Yes. Like when Jack Black's character is acting, quote unquote, like doing his acting role. I I can't remember anything that he says, but that fucking accent is so funny. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah, um, the louder he gets, the more like broke up, like Boston. Yeah, it's like a Bronx. Hot, yeah, it's like Philly? a hodgepodge of yeah. Eastern Seaboard. He just kind of jumps around the Eastern together, Seaboard yeah. during the movie. It's not very <laughs> consistent, but it's good. Which I mean, to be fair, like if you most normal Americans, if you tell them to do like a quote unquote British accent, like you're, they, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like two, like, you're, motherfucker. They're like eight different. There's so many, but you're gonna do so like many two different dialects, and you're gonna do probably like three or four yeah. in your shit. Yeah, is he from Yorkshire or is he from Essex? Like, what are we doing here? Like, get your shit together. Those are places. Yes, I have heard of them. <laughs> I have heard of them. Uh, well, speaking of uh. People explaining things badly. 
Uh, I decided Sam has been working really hard, so I thought that I would uh, take this bad boy on and uh, tell you guys a little bit about some sports history. Ooh. Yeah. So if you are new to this podcast, you need to know I know nothing about sports. And if you're not new to the podcast, <laughs> I hope you enjoy this episode because I really did enjoy it, uh, writing it. But oh, give me just a second, motherfucker. I Nana's got to get her spacings right. I'm not someone who watches a lot of sports ball, but I know enough to get me by in cis hetero male culture. Whatever. <laughs> Sam fucking knows so much about baseball and uh, or not baseball, but just uh, sports in general. Like he can recall different things. I just remember and, like, random shit. Yes. And sometimes I, so I just like dig through my Rolodex of sports stuff. I that that file it's like the Spongebob episode when you go in his brain and you open up the file and just flies come out I'm like what color is the ball what oh what's what's the goal and I will yell sports harder yeah it's like that uh Garfunkel and Oates song sports go sports that's me so number one Participants are heroes. Go team, yeah. Go team, yeah. It's a fun song. It is, it is. Uh, Well, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about a sport that I don't know a lot about, but there are some very interesting people. Is it Highlight, the world's most dangerous game? (laughs) Uh, No, it's not about Highlight. I'm going to talk to you about uh, the best baseball pitcher that ever lived. Oh. Yeah. You're talking about Cy Young? Yes. Cy Young was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Before baseball, uh, and this is like in uh, 1890, okay? Okay. Baseball was invented around like 1870, like Mm -hmm. how we know it today. Yes. Okay? So, uh, before Cy Young was a pitcher in baseball, he worked on his family's farm. Mm Mm-hmm. Or he, he was more of a catcher, if you know what I mean. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is not good with the video now. <laughs> he has someone to perform for. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, he Cy Young started uh, playing professional baseball uh, in 1890 with the National League, uh, the Cleveland Spiders. I... Oh, I heard that S sound and was not expecting spiders. Really? <laughs> no. First of all, I'm sorry, Cleveland spiders. Hey, listen. I mean, I'm trying to, I mean if spiders. you're trying to inspire fear in the other team, like it's uh, spiders are a very intimidating name, I guess. But no, you said Cleveland, and I in my head, steamers. I was steamers. <laughs> <laughs> also yeah. strikes fear in the I, hearts in of your the enemies. Hearts of many. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's so funny. Oh my god. Spiders. The spiders. Okay, all right. But most notably, he pitched for the Bo- uh the Boston Red Sox. Yes. Okay. Uh he helped them win a 1903 World Series. Uh after that, he finished his career with the Cleveland Naps. Naps. Uh-huh. N-A-P-S. Uh-huh. That's the name. That's it. And. Why? The- 
in the Boston Rustlers. We're going to catch them napping, see? See? <laughs> Don't you nap on us, see? They're going to fall asleep, see? And then we're going to run the bases. See? You'll never catch me alive, hump. Well, I mean, maybe they changed it when they got Cy Young because, like, that motherfucker was just I mean, cranking through people. I was going to say, no yeah, one was hit. The outfielders. No one pro- hit. Yeah, this is probably called the Cleveland Naps because the outfielders could take a nap uh, while he was pitching. Yes, just put your, <laughs> your glove up in the air and take a nap. Absolutely. Uh, he did retire in 1911. Okay. If you didn't know, like myself, Cy Young was one of the hardest throwing pitchers in the game and yes. really early in his career. Yeah. No, his fastball was uh, like the Wu-Tang Clan. It was ain't, nothing ain't, to fuck ain't with? nothing to fuck with. Oh, my God. Uh, after being in the game for a while, he started to hone more on his controlled pitches because he was known for his speed. Speed, yeah. speed, speed. But he played into his 40s. Mm-hmm. So... After a while, like, that's just going to break down. Bro. So. Real. I didn't realize he played into his 40s. Into his 40s, yes. Because, I mean, there are techniques now in pitching to help preserve your arm. Like, If you fucking say so. I pull a fucking muscle in my back getting out of bed in well, the morning. Well, yes. So. I'm just saying, like, you know, if you learn from like Little League. Mark on McGuire their, like, have similar body types. <laughs> But yeah, no, if you're learning in Little League on, they teach you throw this way, don't throw this way. This If you do this, you're going to burn out your rotator cuff, stuff like that. Gotcha. And, and, but like pitchers still do not pitch into their 40s. No. With all of the... And they're, they really don't pitch the entire game yeah. either. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have double headers and things like yeah. that, like uh, you pitchers in the major leagues just don't pitch the whole time because you don't want to burn that shit up, right? Right, yeah. So, uh, as he aged, he started working on controlling his pitches and being really exact and killed the game into his 40s. By the time that Young retired, he had established numerous pitching records. Oh, yeah. Some of which have stood for over a century. Yes. He holds the MLB records for the most career wins with 511. Yep. Uh, along, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, right. Along with the most career losses, innings pitched, games started, and completed games. Mm. He held, uh, I'm sorry, he led his league in wins during five seasons and pitched three no hitters, including a perfect game in 1904. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so a perfect game is when the pitcher strikes out. Every motherfucker and no one touches the ball other than him. Yes. And maybe the catcher. Right. Him and the catcher. Yes. <laughs> yep. Him and the catcher. Just I, not one ball going out during that fucking game. Right. Yeah. Whereas a no hitter is where like the if the um, the batter can hit the ball and it's caught for an out or they can hit the ball and it goes mm-hmm. foul mm-hmm. uh but it's not a base hit like they did not yes. get on base that's the difference between a no hitter versus a perfect game yeah 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 thank you young was elected to the national baseball hall of fame in 1937 in 1956, one year after his death, the Cy Young Award was created to honor uh, the annual best pitcher. Mm-hmm. Amazing, right? Yes. Okay. So now that we have that standard at the turn of the century, right? 
Mm-hmm. We're right in late 1800s into the early 1900s. Right. Well, now I'm going to tell you about the best pitcher of all time, <laughs> but in a different font. Yes. Today, I'm going to tell you about Rube Waddell. I love the Rube. I knew that you did. And I <laughs> thought that it would be fun to share this story uh, since you're not doing one, but you do know about him and yes. like whatnot. So this really came um, from an inspiration of going back through and listening to The Dollop with Dave Anthony and Gareth. Gareth. I almost called, I said Gary. I was going to say Gary. <laughs> yeah! Gareth Reynolds. It's, it's either Gareth or it's Garfy, okay? Garfy. So. <laughs> if you guys haven't listened to The Dollop, you absolutely should. They are an American history podcast. They have over 500 episodes now. Yes. I, they, they are wonderful, hilarious people. So I do my best absorbing, my best learning Either like watching, listening. I'm not a big reader. So that's why I really enjoy podcasts. Same. Let me help you understand Rube Waddell. <laughs> Rube was born October 13th, 1876. Mm-hmm. He, uh, uh, he was a very strange child. Uh, he, when he was three, he wandered away from home and ended up in a fire station. <laughs> For several days. <laughs> They're just like, there's a baby here. I mean, it's the safe place, you know, the little... Oh, yeah. Yellow. Let him slide sign. down the pole again. He'd oh. love it. Yeah. he's He was the station dog, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so... Rue, quit drinking out the turlet. Oh, my God. <laughs> As a child, uh, Rue honed his baseball, his baseball skills... By throwing rocks at birds. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That. He was very good at that. Well, I'm sure he didn't start out good at it. But no, but there, he was good where, at it. Wait, where was he born again? He was born, oh my God, uh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rural Pennsylvania in with the turn of the 19th or 20th century, rather. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, there's not shit to do but throw rocks at birds. Well, he could also mine and drill. Well. Which he did for a while. Yeah. As he grew well, up. Well, you gotta, look, you gotta pay for the rocks you're throwing at the birds. Yeah, so. yeah. Not surprisingly, Rue lacked formal education. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the rock well, they didn't the have... They didn't have uh, school down in the mines? or uh, No, I don't think so. All right. Uh, well, the thing is, it's not that he didn't like have access to school. He just didn't go. He just Look, why go? You got the go. birds. You got the rocks. You got the mine. You got the the, the pole at the fire station. Yeah. Like, what the fuck you need school for? I mean, hell. I bet he could have been one hell of a stripper if you practice on that fire pole. <laughs> How is he so good, Magic Mike 4? <laughs> Rube <Waddell. laughs> The Rube story. Uh, at 18, he began playing in the minor leagues in Butler, Pennsylvania. The minor leagues? So like other minors? Yeah. Like drillers and mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> in the earth? Exactly like that. His co-workers. Uh, and the- <laughs> you are funny enough. Uh, Rube didn't really understand the fundamentals of baseball. He was like, like so I'm throwing at this person, not a bird. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when, like, growing up, 
the way that him and his friends played baseball was that, you know, I let's say the uh, hitter bunts it, right. Rube catches it. He would throw it at the player. <laughs> yes. Yes. I forgot. Instead of throwing it to first or whatever, he would throw, he would peg the player with the ball and be like, you're out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. I forgot they combined baseball with dodgeball. Uh, literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> well, to my surprise, Rube was <laughs> recruited by a college. Tennis. Yeah, right? Because in tennis, if you bean a player and it bounces twice, like, you know, it still counts. Like Really? Yeah. Right, that's going to be my next one. Cassie oh explains God, tennis. Uh, oh. oh, I think it's in Bridesmaids where, like, Kristen Wiig keeps hitting sure. what's-her-face in the tit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I remember that. That's hysterical. Well, uh, even with his uh, lack of baseball fundamentals and his understanding of it, a college tried to pick him up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like he's a, just makes me think of high school. Like you always have that uh, coach slash quote unquote teacher. Oh, my God. Yes. We had like three of them. Yeah. We had we had. At least one. And, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so he's like the athlete, quote, unquote, slash student. Athletic director. Yeah. He's a student. Yeah, he's you a, like quote, unquote, said. student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, how they got the Rube to sign up. All right. Promised him beer. Uh, his payment for being on a college team... <laughs> Was free tuition, okay. room, uh-huh. board, uh-huh. tobacco, and clean socks. And a dollar per game. Damn. <laughs> yep. Uh, at this time, uh, in he the- He could have held out for hot dogs and popcorn. He could have. He could have, but Stupid he didn't. motherfucker. Listen. <laughs> I fucking, well, he got, I, you know, tuition, room, board, so that means food as sure, well. yeah, room, board. Your tobacco. And now you got a dollar per game, so- play enough games you're gonna be good to go he accepted and uh, (laughs) during this time baseball games had seven innings Mm -hmm. he averaged 15 strikeouts per game okay which is quite a few yeah if you don't know (laughs) yeah 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 uh always being a modest man rube would uh, sometimes call all of the other players on his team to go take a seat on the bench. (laughs) Uh, That's better than Babe Ruth calling his shot. Uh, Absolutely. When Rube was having a great game, he was known to cartwheel, somersault, and walk on his hands back and forth to the dugout. (laughs) And on the mound. Sober? Um... We're going to go with maybe. We don't know for sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He, he's young right now, so right. I hopefully he's not, you know, big league drinking yet. Yeah, but he's a baseball player, and it's... <laughs> I understand. I understand. And um, it's time, and he's of college age, you know. Uh, it would make sense. Yeah. In spite of that, in 1896, Rube was signed up with Louisville. 
And I believe it was the Cardinals at this time. But they changed names so many times. It I was kind of yeah. hard. It was very hard to sift through the noise. <laughs> uh, two days after he signed, Fred Clark, who was the club manager, uh, fined Rube for $50 for excessive drinking. <laughs> so to answer your question, yes. Of course. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I say two days because Rube just straight up quit and left the team. <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm not going to pay that. Bye. Okay. This was a fun two days. Yep. So he packed up and headed to Detroit. <laughs> Guess how long he was there? A day? Nine days. Nine days. Woo! He was, again, he was fined $50 for playing in a Sandlot game with local children on his day off. So who the fuck cares? Uh, yes. But as we discussed... Like being a pitcher, they didn't want him to get hurt or, you know, lose his arm or whatever. So the baseball bosses were yeah, just like really quit doing dumb shit. Fuck his arm up pitching at seven year olds. I just feel bad for the seven year olds if he's That still- is also my thought. These seven year olds getting pegged by a fucking Right. Has he figured out yet that he's not supposed to throw the ball at the players? Yes, it okay. still happens sometimes. Like, I'm just picturing- It still happens sometimes. <laughs> All right, so he quit this team in Detroit, okay. and for a moment, he disappears. Mm-hmm. Pretty much during the summer of, what did I say, 1896, uh, mm-hmm. right? But that winter, the rube is spotted. I'm trying to remember. Do you remember what he was doing? I think it was he in Florida. He was spotted in, in a the- local circus. Wrestling alligators. <laughs> That's why I guess Florida. Yeah, he was alligator wrestling. Yep, he was alligator wrestling. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't play with the seven-year-olds in the sandlot. Yep. That might hurt your arm. Oh, he's wrestling a thing with teeth and about like two thousand foot pounds. Oh my god, jaw strength. Yep. <laughs> Well, if you don't want me to play with these kids, I gotta, I gotta play with something. Right. I love alligators. Gator don't play no shit. Gator don't play no shit. <laughs> oh my god. Well, in 1899, Rube is back playing ball, and mm. he's with the Western League in Grand Rapids. <laughs> Grand Rapids fucking loved him. Of course they did. The Rube was notorious for his wild entrances. First of all, he didn't use the player call area, like, you know, where they go in. He would walk through the grandstands. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) this reminds me of uh, pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah! He's absolutely doing a wrestler intro. Because there was a phase where, okay, do you know who Sting the wrestler is? I do. Not Sting. Sting. Not the musician. (laughs) Not the tantric sex guy. Uh, (laughs) I... I would love to see that wrestling match, though, with Sting. Sting versus Sting. So Sting, Sting on Sting. Right. So Sting went through this phase where um, he would, like, be in the crowd, at, like, disguised as a fan wearing a Sting mask. I hate and, it. Like, That's he- amazing. <laughs> 
That's fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> so, like, you know, one of the wrestlers would, like, go into the crowd past this, like, quote-unquote Sting fan. Because you could buy Sting masks. Sure, sure, like sure. Yeah. did his makeup and uh-huh. shit. But, it, like, it looked like uh, if uh, Brendan Lee from The Crow Love was it. a juggalo. Yes. Like- <laughs> yes. Yes. So, we... So yeah, so then he would like rip off his mask and it's fucking sting. <laughs> I love that. Either that or he would be like up in the rafters, like attached to a cable. And rappel down. And would, yeah, like fucking jump down from the rafters into the ring with his fucking uh, leather duster and his aluminum oh st- or my his God. steel baseball bat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was a pretty. Oh my God. I'm... Very entertaining character. We're not burning the duster. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Rube, when he did, oh, yeah, as Rube. he walked through the, as <laughs> he walked through the crowd, staying. I love it. <laughs> as he walked through the crowd, he would high five fans. Oh, yeah. He would also chug their beers, <laughs> eat their hot dogs. Oh, my God. And get in fist fights with them sometimes. Well, yeah. Dude, stadium pricing for fucking beer and hot dogs? Don't touch my shit. It's crazy, I know, yeah. But he would sometimes throw peanuts at kids. (laughs) Two kids or at kids? Both? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think he was thinking he was throwing them. Yeah, like a candy off of a. Here you go, but he's he's using his pitcher strength Uh, and just beaning motherfuckers. Yeah! Rookie of the (laughs) year. Side laser rocket arm. Yes. Peanuts and eyeballs. Right, I was gonna say, yeah. Next game, some kid shows up with, with an a eye patch. Monocle. And... <laughs> I am Mr. Peanut now. Right. <laughs> um, as Mister, now I got a glass eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So as he went through the grandstands and hung out with his fans and whatnot. Uh, and he also like change on his way. He was way. in his street clothes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So he would strip on the field on the way to the mound. <laughs> and he didn't wear underwear. Of course he did. And he would put his baseball uniform on and would be dressed by the time he got to the mound. <laughs> All right, come on, kids. We're going to go. We're going to get some popcorn. We're going to get a hot dog. We're going to see the game. We're going to talk about the birds and the bees. And uh, you're going to get a real education. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> real education. Yeah, that's that's Rube right there. He's going to be a teacher for today. He's kind of like one of those nude models when you do the painting. Yes. <laughs> you just gotta, this is how we kind of learn about anatomy. Anatomy. <laughs> Can you imagine being the other team and never <laughs> meeting or knowing of this guy? <laughs> and then, like, he does all of this. Then, after... After he kicks his own fans' asses and right. comes onto the field, after he's seen his fucking dick in the wind, right? then he sends his fucking team off while you're playing him and continues to kick your dicks literally <laughs> I, off I feel like as he's cartwheeling and somersaulting around the field. I, I feel like Cy Young is like Venom and... Uh, and Rube is like carnage for all the <laughs> yes. Marvel nerds out there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Venom wants like he wants to understand like like he what's going on, but Carnage doesn't give a damn. He's here for one fucking thing. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he wants, and yep. if it involves baseball, that's good for the coach. If Great. not, oh well. <laughs> yep, yep. 
Well, Sam, the Rube, he did have some weaknesses. Yeah, he was uh, highly distractible, uh, if I remember correctly. He was highly distractible. But he did have a hero's complex, though. He did. He did. Uh, But, you know, sometimes he was just distracted by, like, puppies and shit. Yes. (laughs) People would bring puppies to baseball games, sit behind home plate, and to distract Rube would hold up puppies... (laughs) And make them bark and whatnot. To and be fair, I he know he would leave every time. Every I know time, assload of people that that would work on. One hundred percent. I could you be kidnapped. Being one of them. I could be kidnapped easily. Would you like to see my puppies? <laughs> oh God, fucking absolutely. Yeah. This no, windowless I'm van. I love it. See, I'm not gonna go inside your windowless van to see your puppies. You fucking sicko creep. Um, but yeah, snuggle weed. <laughs> All right, God damn it, let's go. <laughs> that would be you. <laughs> I yes. Well, I'm to tattle on myself. I got distracted by goats one time during a class. <laughs> I, one of my students came in and she was like, "Hey, I just want you to know, my mom brought my goats so everyone could see them." And like, I'm standing in front of like 60 kids, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." okay she goes, "Okay, show and tell. Bring the goat in here, motherfucker." Pretty much. She was. I was like, "Okay." She goes. Well, they have pajamas on. And I was like, guys, I'll be right back. I right. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. Half the class followed me. And then we played oh, with yeah. goats in the parking lot. Uh, yeah. And I held a goat. And then I smelled like one the rest of the day. But I didn't care because it was so sweet. <laughs> they are pretty cute. They're very cute. And they cute. like jump around and shit. Uh, yeah. 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 That was me. If you'll see it. Um, <laughs> Rube also. Uh, had a bit of cockatiel in him. Okay, a little bit of a, a bird mind, if you will. He had a bird brain, if you will. Okay, was he well-versed in bird law? Or? I, possibly, <laughs> but he was mesmerized by shiny objects. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, by far, my absolute favorite fact. He's just a toddler. Like, his brain's not fully developed. He loves puppies. You jingle your keys yes, in front of him. literally. ah, ah, ah. Oh my god! Yeah. But I mean, I also I don't know that I'd be distracting him, distracting him because like, what if he lets that fucking arm cannon off and like beans me with it, and, like turns the puppy into jelly? Oh like. my god! <laughs> like Mike the headless chicken? Yes, right. This is yeah. Bruno the headless puppy. <laughs> His paws are so fluffy. He's so fluffy. <laughs> floppity floppity. <laughs> yeah, he's extra floppity. Extra floppity. <laughs> It's almost like it's dead. <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> so my favorite fact about Rube, like what Sam mentioned, he has a little bit of a hero's kind of, not a hero's complex, like it just fucking happens Yeah. when he's around. He didn't choose the life. He didn't. Okay. Remember when I told you that um, when he was three, he like stayed in a firehouse for a couple days? Yeah. Well... This man loved fire trucks almost as much as he loved puppies because every time a fire truck would go by the stadium, Rube Waddell would leave the mound sprinting after the fire truck. Yeah, man. Look, every time he was raised in a firehouse, he like they merely adopted the firefighter life. He was born into it. Okay, like he's the bane. You. You merely adopted the darkness. I was born into it. 
<laughs> raised by it. <laughs> <laughs> raised by these fiat crocs. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. no, he's going to show them what the fuck to do because they need his expertise. Uh, I Like I said, he is the station dog. So, yeah, talk shit. Talk shit. He's saving motherfuckers. He is. But also, he was uh, known to do the 22 skidoo in, like, in the middle of a game and just go fishing when he got bored. <laughs> Me. Me. He would just abandon the task at hand and be like, you know what? I'm going fishing. You know what? I'm not feeling this today. Uh, yes. I, uh, I just yes. need to clear my head. Fuck this. I'm going fishing. <laughs> yeah uh well the manager where he was at the time Bar- uh barney dreyfus for louisville he find barney him dreyfus. please tell me he's related to richard dreyfus. i hope so i'm just picturing like don knotts as barney uh that was his name on uh andy griffith's show right barney Fife? yep barney fife yeah barney fife so i'm picturing don knotts as richard dreyfus's character in what about Bob? <laughs> yes. Yes, very much. Why, Andy, I'm on vacation. Yes, 100%. Why are there no bullets in my gun? Why are there no bullets? <laughs> so funny. So Barney Dreyfus, uh, this dude, he was the club manager at Louisville after Fred Clark. Okay. okay. So... Barney Dreyfus, he buys up a couple of teams. So, all right. So, Rube is playing in Michigan right now, yes? In uh, Grand Rapids. Yes, in Grand until Rapids. Until they, they got tired him. of his shit. Yes. And then Barney Dreyfus took over for, for Fred, Fred Clark, Clark in, in Louisville. Louisville. Who was the one who fired him at, or yes, charged find, him, yes, find him, him, and Rube quit after two days. Correct. So... Barney scoops up Rube. Yeah. Again. Under new okay. management, new program. Exactly. That's what's up. He also scoops up a couple of other baseball teams. That's what's up. Because it's rumored that they're going to be shutting down one of the multiple leagues because they're trying to like consolidate everything. Right. right? They're trying to make this like a nationalized, solidified, yes. streamlined, cohesive American pastime sport. Yes. So Dreyfus bought the Pittsburgh Pirates. Right. And he traded all of his good players from Louisville mm-hmm. that was going to be dissolved to the Pittsburgh Pirates sure. and put all of his shitty players on the Louisville team and then was like, Meh. oops. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Call it a day. So it's 1900. All right. The year 1900. 1900. Double zero, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. There, I think in during that and the next subsequent couple years, they were like party like it's eighteen ninety nine. Probably not because eighteen ninety nine probably sucked ass. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, they didn't know about this. <laughs> they didn't know World War One was coming in less than like right around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> right around the corner. All right, so... I hope no tragedy is looming around the corner from us as I say that in the next 10 or 15 years. I'll slap the shit out of you. Let's be honest, probably. Let's be honest. Probably. Let's be honest. (laughs) Uh, So, this is the largest crowd that Rube has ever played in front of in Pittsburgh, okay? God in heaven. They're just sending fire trucks and laps around the stadium. (laughs) Pure 
not entirely wrong. That was a strategy of many different teams, to be honest. Like, just hey, 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 you got a fire? 20 bucks says you got a fire. Well, yeah, because <laughs> at this time, the fire department was pay to play. Right. If you yes, just fucking was... pay the fire department in the mm-hmm. early 1900s, then they would come and watch your house burn down with you. Yeah. Or. Or like, extort a bribe from you, basically, and be like, okay, now we'll put it out. Right. Yeah, and they do that, or sometimes... Well, and that's the thing, is, like, competing firefighters companies would also, like, come in and, yeah, they may put out the fire for you for, like, a cheaper price than the other guys, but they might steal some of your fucking valuables. Oh, and be yeah. Like, oh, they burnt up in the fire, sorry. Yeah, they like, totally... The dude, firemen used they to loot all the time. fuck you over yeah. so bad in a multitude of different ways. God, I'm so glad things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad things have changed. There are a lot of things that can be said about firefighters, but I feel like the system overall is better than what it used to be. I would have to agree. I'd have to agree. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um. So this is when Rube starts picking up even more peculiar habits. Okay. <laughs> such as he was in on soaking his pitching arm in a bucket of ice water okay, because he needed to cool it off so he didn't burn up the catcher's glove. Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> like, yeah, no, soak your arm in ice water. That's not that uncommon. I gotta cool it I off. I need to it's cool too it off so it's too the hot cu- to handle. catcher's glove doesn't catch on fire. And he sincerely believed it. I yeah. forgot about that. Beca- yes. oh, because <laughs> someone said it to him and he took it literally and he was like, oh, yeah. I don't want Glove. Oh my uh, he god, he's like tracks Dave Batista's what? character oh on Guardians of the god. Galaxy. The Rube is 100% Drax. 100%. Just and just fucking legendary. All right. Oh so, do you know what a baseball ERA is? Uh, I think it's like estimated run average or something like that. Yes. So, uh, in baseball, uh, this is a calculation of a pitcher's effectiveness in giving up runs during the game. A pitcher's main objective is to prevent the other team's hitters from earning runs. In modern baseball, an ERA below four is considered really good. Mm -hmm. And anything below three is considered great. An ERA of two or lower is very rare and signifies an exceptional pitcher. Sure. Anything above five is terrible. <laughs> yeah, you're going back to the minor leagues. You're going back to the minor leagues. Uh, generally, pitchers uh, with uh, a good ERA, uh, they, you know, they'll pitch blowouts in uh, minor leagues and they'll get farmed up to the right. majors and yes. it worsens okay sure. sometimes you get moved up too fast and then because exactly you're big fish in a little pond and then when you exactly. get to the major leagues it's like you can't it's kind of like uh some college football players getting moved up to the nfl yeah. and it's just it's a completely different game it is it is uh so the rube in 1900 had an era of 2.37 that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty decent. It's uh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He also was second in strikeouts with 130 
and finished with a losing record of eight and 13. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because of all of his other bullshit, right? So some of it has been attributed to his pregame rituals. Right. Uh, A.K.A. he would go to uh, the local pub and proceed to get fucking hammered. (laughs) He would be so drunk that he couldn't field any play. So if the ball came back to him, he could not bend down and pick it up. He would fall every time. But my God, could that motherfucker pitch? Well, it's like, oh, fuck, I can't remember. Look, I don't know this pitcher's name. I don't know what year it happened. I just know that it is a story that there was a Major League Baseball pitcher who got fucking high on acid and pitched a no-hitter. Yes. Uh, His name is Doc Ellis. Yes. And I plan on doing... (laughs) An episode for him. Uh, if I remember. Got high no, off of his ass. Is It was before they recorded every game. Like they record the World Series and record mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. certain like higher profile games. But they didn't record every single game. So there's like no footage of this game. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. God, that would be amazing to watch. <laughs> All right. So um, Fred Clark is still involved in the Louisville organization. Louisville, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. Yes. So he, he is just like, in a different position. Uh-huh. Fred Clark <laughs> had had enough of Rube shenanigans. So he suspended him. Rube didn't take kindly to that. So what? He just quit again? Uh, well, that and threatened to shoot up Clark. Oh, shit. Yeah, he carried a gun with him. Why? During games. Who let him? <laughs> Nobody lets Rube do anything. Rube does what he wants. But is he still stripping? Like, where does he hide the gun? Or how does he Don't hold you worry on about to the it. gun while he's I, it's changing? the prison pocket. Don't worry about it. Like, so he's pitching and has a gun on him? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, in his pocket. No! Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, so <laughs> the pirates didn't really like that he was, you know, threatening. Yeah. Uh, well, and Fred Clark threw a, a bitch fit about it and was like... But I get it. I don't want to be shot either. So uh, the Rube, they part ways, right? Yeah, but I mean, but he's so like Rube probably thinks that this like Second Amendment of the Constitution has something to do with like actual Actual bear bear arms. arms. Yes. (laughs) So it's not like he can be like, it's my constitutional right. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, pirates and Rube part ways, but fear God not. God damn it! I look. His story is so crazy. I was not. You said pirates. I was not thinking Pittsburgh pirates. <laughs> I was thinking actual pirates. I was like, I don't remember when the, the great, pirates great, got great here. Grandchild of uh, uh, what's his name? Lafitte. He uh, <laughs> Jean Lafitte. Yes, yeah, Jean Lafitte. <laughs> but he, yeah, recruits him. No, I he was, was like, like oh, you're gonna be a pirate now, meaty. <laughs> <laughs> Was, Would you like some booty room? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know when the pi- pirates Could got here. Could you imagine here, Rube as a pirate, though? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Give me the booty or I throw this grapefruit at your head. Right. He's full velocity. pagan people with fucking coconuts They don't even need cannons. <laughs> they got a cannon on board. <laughs> All right. So 
August 19, August 19th, 1900. Uh, He is picked up by uh, the Milwaukee Brewers in Puxatawney. Okay. Okay. And where? Mil, uh, like, so they were out of, (laughs) he got picked up in Puxatawney. Pennsylvania. Yeah, I just wanted you to say Puxatani. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> they were farming for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, it was a farming team. <laughs> yes. for, the, for those who don't know, a farming team uh, yeah. is uh, a, so there's major and minor leagues and minors are like semi-pro athletes. They're not like big time. And if you perform well enough, you get bumped up into the major leagues for major league baseball playing for the big time. Love but it. how they do that is a lot of the major league teams or team owners also own minor league teams. Yeah. So um, they keep an eye on and it's a lot cheaper and they can just tra- like just move you up. They don't have to like sign you as a free agent. Yes. It's just what it is. Yeah. It, it's just the system. So those minor league teams uh, that are owned by the major league teams are called farming teams. So if you yep. got a good player, you just move them up to your team. Yep. Like in Indiana, we have the Indianapolis Indians, who used to be a farming team for the Cincinnati Reds. And now I believe we are now a farming team for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think you are correct. I think you're correct. Uh, so August 19th, 1900. This is a historic day. Okay. Okay. Uh, Rube pitched his first double hitter game for Milwaukee. He Uh-oh. won in the seventeenth inning on his own triple. <laughs> so he Rube made a play basically yes. uh, by executing throwing the ball to the correct places and got three fucking people yes. out because yeah. of it. So. Uh, do to do, do. Let's see. After that, he threw a complete shutout in the next game. Nice. Yes. Uh, the way and he pitched the entire time. He did not take mm-hmm. a break. He pitched all of the games. Oh, I remember Seventeen this. innings, yeah, yeah. and then pitched in like a shutout. The uh manager that he was working with. Um, apparently I didn't write his name down. He promised him a three-day fishing vacation if he could pitch this double hitter. Yeah, if he won both games, he got a three-day fishing vacation with yep. like beer provided or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. Yes. It was a full on <laughs> vacation. And the Rube was like, I heard you. I you got you had me a beer and fish. Uh exactly. All right, so after a while, Rube started volunteering at the local fire department. Yeah. <laughs> he would um, wear red underneath his baseball jersey, and as a fire truck would go by, he would start stripping off his baseball uniform yeah. like and run Clark after Kent the fire truck. putting on his Superman yes! outfit. Spins as you he does shit it. You shit-talking motherfuckers. He's Spins. ready. Oh, my God. All right, so he's having a really, really good season. The Pirates demand Rube back because they didn't actually, like, fire him. But, uh-huh. you know, they uh, he just We've been separated cool down. for years, but we're not yeah, officially yeah, yeah. divorced. Yeah, we're not divorced. Right. Well, he lasted two days. 
I'm sorry. He lasted two days he when went he went back, back to, to the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, Pirates. And he was like, fuck you guys. Pretty I'm much. Do what I want. And they're like, nope, nope. I remember. Yes, I remember. Oh, I remember why. Yeah. So get out of here, Rube. You go on. You, you get now. Not yet. <laughs> you go get. For the 1901 season, he played for the Chicago Orphans. The what? The Chicago Orphans. Uh, why? I don't understand. I don't know, but it didn't go well there either. Cause for he the got... orphans? It didn't go well for the orphans. <laughs> no. He got suspended Shocker. for ratty behavior, a.k.a. the fire truck chasing. Well, he doesn't have a strong parental fucking figure. Yeah, to guide him. How do you expect him to act? He's oh acting out. He just wants love. He just and wants approval. attention. Yes. And love. And, her, and and he needs boundaries. He does. He needs security. <laughs> in 1902, he makes his way out to California. And he's California. signed by a Los Angeles team. California girls. So he gets signed. How many yes. songs are we going to do that just have California? So many. So many. <laughs> Uh, he gets signed by the Los Angeles team, but before he can even play, two Pinkerton guards show up, round the rube up. What? Take his ass back to Philly. Why? <laughs> because uh, Mac, the manager, demanded it. Oh. So he was kidnapped and brought back <laughs> to can the you? East Coast. I want to watch the movie. Yes. Yes. Of the two Pinkertons. What did they do? Taking the rube yes. across the country from California to Pennsylvania. So I want to see how they got him into the car. <laughs> like, was it a physical struggle? Like, did they have to, like, knock him out like they did for BA in the A-team <laughs> before they got him on the plane? Or was well, I'm it, gonna guess did they, they just show him a puppy? And they were like, get a puppy. Oh, it's on the train. Look at that little puppy. There are three puppies on there. Yeah, but I mean, like, the shenanigans. Maybe they held a gun to a puppy's head, and they were like, come with us, Rube. (laughs) Or the puppy gets it, see? No, I'm just literally, like, picturing, like, trying to kidnap the Animaniacs, or, like, (laughs) uh, Harry and Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. Like, (laughs) like that energy of just, like, we're... You were supposed to be watching him. Of course I was watching him. He was just right there. I turned my back for five seconds. Now he's gone. And then you just see him like riding one of those nickel operated ponies in front <laughs> yes. of a grocery store. With a puppy and both right? arms. <laughs> Rube, you can't run away from us like that. We're supposed to be on this adventure. I know. I just saw this pony. I had to ride it. It's a fire truck. Motherfucker, get him. No, puppy, puppy. Oh, my God. Yes. All right. So, uh, in 1902, in these days, I said, back in these days, pro baseball players actually had jobs. Yes. Like, they would be uh, brickers or mm-hmm. masons, and then they would come and play baseball. Yes. Can you guess what Rube's job was? Uh, well, I'm a volunteer firefighter, yeah. obviously. Yeah, you don't get paid for that. Um... It was not wrestling alligators in the, at this time. I, I don't I don't remember. I do not he remember. He played rugby. That and that pays. Okay. This was a secret ingredient. <laughs> what it, do you mean? 
I, it helped his performance. He was more focused. He didn't have as much energy to be a, like a jackass. Her- he's a herpes medication commercial. Like, <laughs> explain yourself. You know how like every like every herpes medication commercial, they're like, before I had this medication, I felt like shit and looked like uh, I understand. Zit boy, and now I'm rock climbing and I'm kayaking, and then I'm, yeah, uh, okay, oh, yeah. taking off in a space shuttle. Pretty like, much <laughs> taking off in a space shuttle. I'm a spaceman now. See, <laughs> so now Rube is playing baseball. He's a firefighter. He's playing rugby. He's yes. a fisherman. Like. Uh huh. Well, um, let's also add once again hero to the list because he helps save two men and a woman from drowning, yeah. and also like ten more people. Yeah. And, and also saved, a log. Yes. Yeah, remember, he did save a log from it, it was dark on a yacht, and he couldn't see, but there was a splash and a human-looking thing. Yeah. So Rube jumped the fuck in with all of his clothes on. Yep. Hauled a log onto me. Yeah. Did not <laughs> give a shit about those fucking wingtips he was wearing. Didn't. Is more didn't people are more important. Yeah, he saved like somewhere between like fifteen and thirty yep. people over the course of his life. Yes, yes. Either from drowning or from fires. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, um. Also, he did shoot his friend in the hand on well, accident. Well, everyone has a Cheddar Bob moment. Okay. A cheddar. Yes. He also got bit by a lion. And it happens. <laughs> I told you, this is why I want to see the movie. It needs to be (laughs) told. The story needs to be told. For the next five years, Rube fucking kills it. Uh, He gets 22 wins for the Philly A's. Uh, Philly really loved Rube. And uh, they pumped him up. So mm-hmm. much because With booze or <laughs> both. If you are not a big sports person like myself, uh, I have learned through many different uh, lessons that Philly fans are <laughs> what you would call intense. Yeah. And also they like to participate in aggravated battery. Uh, with batteries. With batteries. <laughs> they threw batteries at Santa at they one moment. Through Ice, snow-covered ice balls at Santa. With batteries in the middle. Well, some batteries may have gotten mixed in, okay? <laughs> All right, so... Look, you got... No one uses 9 volts anymore. What the fuck are you going to do with them? When was the last time you used a C battery? A C okay? battery. You're hilarious. Uh, so, Philly loved Rube so much, and uh, he had so much confidence that he decided that he would try his hand at acting. Oh, fuck. I remember this. He traveled with a vaudeville play called The Stain of Guilt. Yes. Where, by all the other actors' accord, Rube was allowed to improvise all of his lines because he could not memorize it. Yeah, it was just easier for them to improv play off of him than to try to get him to deliver his line. Like, he is uh, Spinner done off a of Death to Smoochie. Oh, my and God. And I know that is a deep cut, but if you haven't seen Death to Smoochie, also you watch that one. You have to it's watch it, or at movie. least just look up Spinner done clip. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, that is the perfect, perfect <laughs> analogy. Yes. Oh, my Lord. So, um, in 1904... He was able to talk his way into a raise from the ballpark because he's a big star now. Yeah. 
right? He got an additional $150 a year. Okay. And he also inspired one of the first contract negotiations. Is someone being a steward of his money, please? Yes. Okay, thank God. Yes. They, yes. He cannot be trusted with an extra $150. He can not. He's going to blow it on at the soda fountain or some shit. Um, like. It was doled out to him weekly in $10 increments. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Rube inspiring one of the first contract negotiations, right? Yeah. So, this is due to his catcher, the Shrek. <laughs> that was what his... Baseball name was so it still goes on today that <laughs> baseball players share rooms when they go, yes, you yeah, know, yeah. on tour. I don't know what that's called, um, whatever on the road, on the road, yeah. So, uh, away games they share rooms. Um, well, back in this day, nice catch, Thank nice you. catch. You almost like did like the, the globetrotter <laughs> body roll thing, I'm but a, with the cupcake unicorn. A, I have a unicorn cupcake stress ball for those who can't see that i fidget with yeah so we fidget a lot people. we have a lot of fidget things i'll take you guys on a tour of all the <laughs> shit on our <laughs> podcasting so uh shrek was at his wits end and could not share a room with rube anymore because when he shared a room back in the 1900s you shared a bed yes uh-huh and he negotiated uh that no player be allowed to eat crackers in bed. I couldn't remember if it was crackers or peanuts. <laughs> crackers! The room would just be like, with crackers! I get cracker dust everywhere, but I can completely relate because I can't sleep on cracker crumbs. <laughs> Bert, Bert, you're shouting again, Bert. Ernie, I wouldn't be shouting if you didn't have crumbs at the goddamn bed! Goddamn there was one time when Sam and I, it was when we, I, one of the first times we lived together, and uh, I was getting into bed, and there was fucking crumblies in bed, and I was like, quit fucking eating in bed. Like, it was one of the first, like, blow-up things. I was like, it's like this all the goddamn time. I'm fucking tired of it, blah, blah, blah. Seems like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't eat crackers in bed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Turns out it was Rocky. Uh he came to us uh, with no claws. He was completely declawed, this poor thing. So he would get litter stuck in his little paws. And when he would curl up in bed, you know, and stretch and cleaner and whatever, he would drop a couple uh, little litter, litter pellets in <laughs> the bed. I felt fucking awful afterwards. And I was like, my bed. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat crackers, though. Seriously, please. <laughs> don't eat fucking crackers in bed. I'll kill you. <laughs> All righty. So this is the same year, 1904, that Rube sets the all-time strikeout record of 349. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. That's a lot. That held for 61 years. Oh, whoo. Yep. In 1905, Rube and Cy Young go head-to-head. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. It was a 20-inning battle. Yeah. And not one of them gave up a run. Jeez. Neither one. <laughs> that has to be so frustrating as a batter with like, all right, another inning, guys. It's just like, motherfucker. Yes. Absolutely. God damn it. Like every single batter is pissed. Every one of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Catchers. Gloves well, are catching on fire. Outfield. They're just like. <laughs> just twiddling their yeah, thumbs. Just... 
chasing dandelion on the catcher glove right yeah chasing butterflies <laughs> yeah picking their wedgies and shit right. in the braiding each other's hair yes <laughs> absolutely making Someone's friendship bracelets reading the paper <laughs> oh lord so like i said 20 innings blah 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 nobody gave up runs after the game rube takes the game ball to one of the local pubs and trades it for a night of drinks now, oh my God! So, oh my yes, God! Now it's like a thing in Philly. Oh yeah, that like nineteen hundred bar. Ball. Yeah, yeah, nineteen bars. Nineteen oh six. Game ball. Nineteen oh five. Yes. Yeah, we have the game ball. Oh my God! Of course they do. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like I said, he's a part of the fire department. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, oh, it looks like I had some autocorrect. What the fuck? (laughs) How do you have autocorrect on your laptop? Because I can't spell. Oh. So it changes it to things. It's like, I think you meant this. And I was like, oh, no, I did not. (laughs) I didn't. Okay. He was cited by the managers. Uh, okay. On the Philly A team, because um, during a fire in a department store, uh, Rube picked up a burning oil stove <laughs> and walked it the fuck out of the building. Well, yeah, and like, like fucking Tony Stark, fucking Iron Man, that fucking <laughs> boop, get no, out of here. I mean, here's the thing: is like if you take that out it's he probably did it because if him taking it out made the fire extinguishable yes whereas like if you left it in there like it probably would have burnt the whole fucking thing no you're absolutely right but are you picking up a burning fucking oil stove and walking it out like goddamn captain america uh i'm not but the fucking room is (laughs) exactly cite captain america you don't issue a ticket to iron man got fucking arrested yeah, and it was bullshit then, and this is bullshit too. It's okay, bullshit you now. do not ticket, years later. you do not arrest, you do not cite superheroes for doing superhero shit. Oh my god! Uh, during this time, he uh, uh, Rube was also arrested on bigamy charges <laughs> because he forgot to well, divorce his first well, wife. Look, here's the thing: I I don't think he understood the contractual nature of what a marriage was i don't think that rube understood a lot of contracts and, and social i don't norms. think he un- even understood the charge he was like well it was a little of me so why is it bad to be big of me i like, hate you <laughs> get the fuck out of here i'll do the rest of this myself <laughs> uh let's see here then 1905 so uh rube could not pitch at the 1905 world series because of an injury. Oh, God. He got, while well, he was on a cross-country train. What did he try to... What? He made fun of one of his teammates' hats, straw hats, and oh, they got dumb. into a fight. Ooh. Oh, okay. He didn't like his hat, <laughs> the, so they fought. If you study history, especially American history, yeah. there is a weird... Extremely weird fascination with hats through American history. Oh my god, yeah. That would be a good one. Hats through um, the centuries. No, you can't. 
because like it's too much. Like it would have to be a multi a multi part series. series about hats like, between all the weird shit that haberdashers yeah. would put into hats. Oh my god! Yeah, dead hats. birds. Yeah, birds, bird nests, squirrels, eggs. Yeah, squir- hell, I mean, look at Davy Crockett's raccoon hat. Like that is a thing. <laughs> oh lord. I was wondering one two tails. I mean, we fucking uh, came over and settled this country because, um, like, Britain and France experienced, like, a mini ice age. And so um, around the, like, mid-1600s, and so they sent people over here. Part of the reason they established the colonies is because they were hunting beavers and creating beaver pelt hats yes and coats and sending them back overseas like that's one of the reasons why they colonize this country (laughs) for the beaver ass yes we get (laughs) vanilla extract from it i love it tasty (laughs) so there was a lot of speculation uh, during the 1905 world series that rube was purposely throwing the game because they thought that he got into some gambler's debt (laughs) and longest yarded this motherfucker. He's point shaving like Pete Rose. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, The truth is, he just got in a fight over making fun of one of his teammates' fucking hats. And it hurt his hand. Yeah, hurt himself. (laughs) In 1908, Rube was traded to the St. Louis Browns. He set a single game strike record of 16 against his former team the philadelphia a's (laughs) suck it in an attempt to keep rube out of trouble the team hired him as the team hunter the team as in procuring squirrels for them to eat meats and cheeses yeah not cheeses but meats yeah he was the team hunter so if he wasn't playing baseball he was out there hunting to feed the team I, he stayed he out of trouble that year. He was throwing rocks at... Pretty, yes, at, at literally. The, he didn't even... Like, at he deers. has a gun, but he's more Got accurate it. with the throwing of rocks than he is shooting at Got it. a fucking sling. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did stay out of trouble. I, I mean, he drank, but he stayed out of trouble most of it. Uh, in the summer of 1909, in a game against New York, he gave up a home run and then fell asleep on the mound. Because <laughs> he was drunk? Yeah, he's sleepy. He's real sleepy. I get it. I, I've talked multiple times about my power down. Like yeah. I, there are some nights I do not sleep. I will stay up for 24, 48 hours sometimes because I just can't go to sleep. But then there are other times that I'm in public and I cannot stay awake. And you would think I have narcolepsy because I will fall asleep and like do the head bob and Sam has to kick me. I have been real asked hard. to leave. I kick her fucking real hard. hard. I just uh, I have been asked to leave multiple bars because I was falling asleep. <laughs> and it's not for a good reason. My body's just like, go to bed. Yeah, you stop talking. That means we're sleeping. If I stop talking, moving, or eating, I will fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So uh, since Rube took a little nappy poo, <laughs> he was released uh, from St. Louis in 1910. After that, he started pitching in Newark for the Minneapolis Millers. They're a That's minor my last name. It is. Maybe uh, maybe there's a little bit of uh, Miller baseball money for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Rube got really close to uh, the Minneapolis 
Miller's manager, Joe Cantone. Okay. Uh, he took care of Rube. In 1912. Joey Cantone. Joey Cantone. <laughs> yep. Uh, a local dam broke. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Rube stacked sandbags in armpit deep freezing water for 13 hours. Yep. Saved the area that he worked in yeah. from flooding. Comple- saved it from devastation. He's dumb as fuck. He is. And he's a bad motherfucker, man. Um, Oddly enough, <laughs> he contracted pneumonia. Oh, weird. And he never really got over it. Yeah. You didn't really get over pneumonia back in those days. He, he Bernie Mac'd it. Oh, God, I think so. It's been like... It's been years, but... It's been years. He's beloved. <laughs> yes. I miss him. No disrespect. I love it. <laughs> from uh, from that point, Rube's health wasn't ever top-notch again, and it meant that his ball playing suffered. In 1914, his manager, Joey Cantone, sent Rube to uh, the San Antonio Tuberculosis Sanatorium. Mm-hmm. It gets sad. Rube passes oh. away at 38 on Whoa. April Fool's Day. Nineteen fourteen. Come on. Just his last act. Like, is he really? His last hurrah. Yes. Yeah. Like, just uh, just making sure. Like, JK, ha ha ha. I'm alive. Someone you needs to fuckers. weekend and you thought I was the rube. Oh my god. Yes. Absolutely. So uh he was unfortunately buried in an unmarked grave. But when his former teammates heard about that, they passed the hat to give him a proper gravestone. The uh, the Shrek, his former catcher, mm-hmm. was the one that came up with his epitaph that is on there to this God. day. You want to guess what it is? <laughs> Stop eating fucking crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Most cracker eating son of a bitch. That'll do, donkey. That'll do, donkey. <laughs> They almost... What are you doing in my swamp? My swamp! Can that be on mine? <laughs> on my urn? What are you doing in my swamp? Uh, so that's they almost... what you call your lady business, so it oh makes it God, dirty. so funny. <laughs> they almost put Party Machine on there. Shut up. No! It went almost. Like, it almost went on there. <laughs> he is... Burt Kreischer. Yes. Oh my God, he is. Uh, he is a turn of the twentieth century. Burt Kreischer. Uh, Burt Kreischer is reincarnated. The Rube is Burt Kreischer reincarnated. We'll have to tag him in this episode. I'm sure he'll listen to it. Oh yeah. Look, me and here's the thing about me and Burt. Okay. Oh my God. Get out of here. Back when I was performing in front of thousands of people with my shirt off, um, he came up to me and asked me if he could steal my move yeah, and yeah. me not just keep it hush-hush. So anyone listening and watching, don't tell Bert that I just don't let you guys in on the secret knowledge. But yeah, no, me, Bert, we go way back. I hate you. <laughs> um, I'm fucking wrapping this up. <laughs> on his, Sorry, the epitaph. On yes. the epitaph, it says, Rue Waddell. He only had one priority, to have a good time. I need that. I love it. I mean. I love it. All right, all my, right, all right. Mine would be. Uh, 
Yours would be, if I don't do it myself, how do I know it got done right? You shut the fuck up. <laughs> Kathy only had one priority. Anxiety. <laughs> My anxiety has Efficiency. anxiety, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I'm here? <laughs> All right. So a couple of uh, baseball-y stats. Over 13 major league seasons, the Rube led the league in strikeouts seven times. Fuck yeah. He won the pennant in 1905 with a record of 27 and 10. Cassie, what's a pennant? It's a special <laughs> little flag that you get. Um, No, it's it's just an award. It's It was like their championship. Yes, yes, yes. He won this. Yes. And then. But yes, it also uh, is. A, help me out if it, I don't know what it is. No, it is. Tell no, I'm saying you were right about the triangle flag. Like it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a little mm-hmm. blue. Mm-hmm. It's a little award, right? Yeah. Yes. If I'm wrong and you let me put this out, <laughs> I mean, so here's the thing: is all of this is alleged because Legend. okay, Legend. I'm sorry we didn't load that up top, but neither of us are sports. Oh my god, sports birds or sports sports birds? Yep, sports experts. Uh, you know, he, the Rube in his career had seven shutouts and an overall ERA of one point four eight. What the fuck? So that will mean something to sports people. That's crazy. But that was his average over Jesus. his, what, 13 season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yep. So that is the story of America's best worst pitcher. I remembered so much and yet so little of that story. Uh, it is. I am telling you guys for uh, if you need to giggle. Head over to the dollop episode 12, the Rube. It is, they do a wonderful job with it, but I just thought that Sam and I were talking and I was trying to explain something that's out of my wheelhouse. And he was like, it would be hilarious to listen to you explain sports. And I was like, (laughs) you know, what would be funny is if I talk about people in sports that I don't really know what it is. So I have to explain it to him. So yeah, I that's can't how wait we ended until up the here. next one that you know even less about. Uh, the next one is gymnastics. So get ready, oh, brother. God. Get ready. I've already found it. What sport did he play? Gym. I. Gymnastics. I'm going to gymnastics your fucking neck. <laughs> Sam, do get that shit. All right. You have been in rare form today, my friend. Okay. Oh, my God. Rare form. So. What do you have for us today? So, for Get That Shit, we have Malicious Women Co. Ooh. Co, obviously, is short for company. Um, so, Malicious Women Company is a company that offers uh, mostly candles. Like, that's how they started out with selling candles. I follow them on TikTok! Um, candles like, um, I'd shank a bitch for you. Yes. Infused with situational ethics. Situational ethics! <laughs> the scent is described as moxie. <laughs> Um, there is Boss Lady infused with hustle and caffeine. <laughs> uh, the scent is described as espresso yourself. <laughs> espresso yourself. My personal favorite is the candle 
fuck your abortion law infused with fighting the war on women. I love it. Is Rebel Rose. Rebel Rose! Um, but they also have like bath bombs, like yeah. the bitch bomb bath bomb. Yes. Um, they also have get naked and accept the crazy herbal bath salt tea the lights crazy. gift set. <laughs> so they have like gift sets, they have I bath bombs, it. they have... Uh, uh, bath salts, they have diffusers, yes. they have apparel. Um, so this... You also can, uh, they have uh, just blank candles and you can choose your scent. Yes. And then you can also choose the label that goes on it. Mm-hmm. So that's why some of them have like, I, scent is moxie. Because it can be yeah. anything. But they do sell labeled candles as well. Yes. So Malicious Women Company was started mm-hmm. um, by a woman named Lacey whose friend passed away uh, by suicide. And Uh. so a lot of, and both of them were married to, um, uh, I believe, Navy husbands. Great, yep. And so a lot of their proceeds and charity donations that come from the profits are donated to different suicide prevention. That's um, amazing. Uh, awareness groups and also for female empowerment groups breast uh, health awareness groups stuff like that like they donate a lot of their proceeds and a lot of their monies um, and profits to different charities so not only are you supporting a um, female-owned business a local business you're also promoting a business that actively donates to charity i think they've um in the They've been around for about like less than ten years, and mm-hmm. they've already donated over thirty thousand dollars to. Wow, um, as a small su- business, that's huge. Right, and that's just the amount that they've donated to um, suicide prevention. Wow, so that's amazing. Check out um, maliciouswomenco.com, or you can find them at uh, Women's Malicious Co on Instagram. Awesome. Um, and- we'll make sure to tag them. Absolutely. Um, they have a bunch of hilarious products yeah. that are affordably priced. Um, like their candles um, burn for like their natural wick. They have, you know, their sturdy construction mm-hmm. for the jars and the lids that can be reused for stuff. And they burn for, on average for about like 45 hours. Wow. So. I'm a candle freak so i uh, appreciate a quality candle that's gonna burn yeah and burn well and even and I, like i will take care of my candle but it needs to be well made yes and so yeah like i said they also have different sales that run cool and they also like i said they have gift sets that you can you know purchase for someone you know, if they're dealing with anxiety yeah. or depression, just Aww. need to pick me up or like, hey, you're a boss bitch. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, all right. Well, Sam, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today, don't you think? I think so. All right. Well, uh, make sure that you guys uh, keep a lookout uh, on our Instagram and whatnot for us going live uh we plan on doing a tour of the pod room and different things we're also going to showcase off uh the different uh things that have been made for us we have some art from a former uh student and friend of mine marissa uh yeah so just stick around take a look uh it you know i will promote heavily the youtube and i i'm gonna try my hand at editing video and whatnot so uh, keep a lookout for TikTok and 
all of that good fun stuff. Uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us. Yeah. You're absolutely just the best. And uh, while you are looking for what uh, whatever type of bath bomb that your queen bitch self needs, make sure we are in your earballs. You can find us on all the different streaming platforms, including Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher. And if uh, none of those suit your fancy, you can find more platforms on our Instagram bio and our link tree at GTS underscore podcast. Make sure when you're there, you like, follow, subscribe, send our shit to your friends so we can give you more. Check out the link tree to find our website, episode resources, extra streaming platforms, and much, much more. Holler at us if you have a small business you want to hype or a topic you don't want to do homework on. You can catch us at our email, getthisshitpodcast at gmail.com. Spell that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my dudes. So until next time, we'll see ya. Yeah. Be safe. Stay stinky. Uh, love and light it up on fire. See you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Now we got to turn off the thing. I'm turning off stuff. I know. I got to.